This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Want to, you know, build a playoff team, build a team that can, you know, go deep in the playoffs and you're going to have to have, you know, a bunch of guys, you know, throughout the lines that can score and... I mean, you're seeing that, so I think that's huge for us to have uh, some depth with our scoring, and you know, obviously, guys are playing the right way, shutting teams down as well. So, um, you know, the combination of the two is huge. All right, welcome back to the show. This is Mike Smith in for Simi Sarah today, and that was the voice of Vancouver Canucks goalie Thatcher Demko with the Canucks on a roll. Who could have foreseen this? The Canucks right in the thick of it here in the Pacific Division of the NHL. Just taking a look at the standings right now. Canucks are 7-3 and 1. Their last 10 games pretty much on fire. 7-2 and 1 over the last 10 games. They are undefeated at home. They are scoring bucketfuls of goals. What is going on with this team? Break up the Canucks. They're doing really well. Let's check in with Global BC Sports Director Squire Barnes now. Hi Squire, thanks for coming on. No problem. How you doing? I'm doing great. This must be exciting to see for for you. Uh, th- that last win for the Canucks there, seven two route there. They beat Florida, right? They beat Florida last night. Scored five goals in the first period. Actually, they now have three straight games with five or more goals scored. And the last time they did that was December of 2011 when they almost won the Stanley Cup. Oh, okay, I'm not so we- sure this team will, but. That team was the last team to do that. Okay, that's amazing. Bringing back a lot of memories here. How are they pulling this off? It's like it's like every forwards here seems to be kind of pitching in and scoring goals and getting assists and doing playing great. Well, last night it's it's rare that this happens, but all twelve forwards last night got at least one point, either a goal or an assist or more than one. Um, I okay, not to throw cold water on this, Michael, but. Um, the Canucks, going into October, did have the easiest schedule in the NHL based oh. on where the teams <laughs> finished the previous year. Now, I'm not knocking them. If you're going to make the playoffs, which the Canucks went into this season believing they could, you have to win those games. Those are the games you should be winning against teams that aren't as good as you. And in that stretch in October, they have beaten the last – well, no, wait a minute. They almost beat the Stanley Cup champion from two years ago on Friday. They should have. But they did beat the St. Louis Blues earlier this month. So right. yeah. everything's been working. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned the forwards. Elias Pettersson isn't scoring as many goals, but he's setting them up. Uh, J.T. Miller, the guy they picked up in a trade with Tampa Bay – at the draft, a trade that a lot of people winced at because the Canucks gave up a first-round draft pick for him. Right. He has fit in very well so far. He's off to the best start he has ever had as a pro. But the real key, to me, is the goaltending. Because without it, you don't win. And I know Markstrom had a rough third period against Washington last Friday, but he's been great, and so has the aforementioned Thatcher Demko. Okay, what about their uh, their top-paid player here, who I know has been... A bit of a disappointment earlier in the season, Louis Erickson. What's going on with him? 
Well, he got in last night, which was his first game since opening night. Played okay. I mean, Louis Erickson, when they signed Louis Erickson, they thought they were getting the former Louis Erickson, the guy who scored 30 goals. But he hit a wall before he got to Vancouver, and he'll never be that guy again. There's no way the Canucks can get rid of him. Nobody wants his contract. It's too big. He doesn't do enough. So they're kind of stuck with him for a few years. And, you know, maybe... You know, I think what they want out of him is to be a good checking forward. I mean, no one wants to pay $6 million a year for a guy who's a checker, but that's the best they can get out of him right now. And maybe putting him on the sidelines for nine games might uh, might jar him back into being a half-decent player for the Canucks. But basically, I mean, I hate to say it, but basically he's dead weight, especially on their salary cap. Ooh. And that's just the way it is. He's well, not. That's just, that's well, just because, the truth of it. I mean, what happened well, to that guy earlier in the season? Wasn't he sitting on the bench for a while? Well, he was. He played the first game, and then he didn't play. They just kept yeah, him out, yeah. and they were winning. And the only reason he played last night, it wasn't because they thought, oh, let's get Louie in. It's because Tyler Mott broke his foot blocking a shot. So they had oh, yeah. to put Louie Erickson in. The one thing I will say about Louie Erickson and you know the coaching staff and the other players all like what he's doing when he's not playing. He's, he's practicing hard. He's not complaining. Mind you, if you're making $6 million a year to sit in a suit and watch a hockey game, I wouldn't <laughs> complain either. But he's not. A lot of players will start, you know, making noise at that situation. But I think Louie knows. There's just no way he's getting out of this. He, no one wants to make a trade for him. Well, when you get benched like that, I mean, that's kind of a humiliating thing for a player. I mean, do you think that sometimes that'll give a, a player a kick in the butt and get him going? It could, if he yeah. could still do what he used to do. I mean, some guys, it's like anything in sports. Every Everybody's wall is different. Some guys, like, say, Roger Federer can still be a top guy at 37, or Tiger Woods can still win at the age of 43. But everybody has a wall. And I think Louis Erickson has hit his. He's not as quick as he used to be. He's not as quick with the hands as he used to be. He's not the goal scorer he used to be. He just can't be what he once was. Okay, talking Canucks mania here with Global BC Sports Director Squire Barnes. Squire, tell me about the lotto line. Who's on the lotto line? Uh, Number six, Brock Besser. Number 40, Elias Pettersson. Number nine, JT Miller. So six... 49. I love that nickname. Yeah. 649. Did you come up with that? No, I didn't come up with that. If I did, I would have copyrighted it, but no, (laughs) I didn't. It's a good name for the line. The last good name for a line was the West Coast Express way back in the early part of this century when it was uh, Morrison, Bertuzzi, and Naslin. Well, I mean, the thing is, we mentioned it earlier, J.T. Miller. As I said, when J.T. Miller was acquired by the Canucks at the draft, nobody thought he was a bad guy to get. They just thought the price was very high to give a first-round draft pick to a guy who really wasn't considered a first-line hockey player. But J.T. Miller is one of these guys in his career who's kind of bounced around, and he is a bit of a Swiss Army knife. He can score. He can check. He's good at face-offs. So he gives the Canucks a lot of options, and he has fit in very well so far with Pedersen and Besser. Those two need a guy like this, someone who's not afraid to go to the front of the net, someone who's not afraid to mix it up and get the puck back and then let these two guys work their magic. And he has been the beneficiary of playing with them because he's getting as many points as they are, if not more. Okay, you mentioned that some of the fans were a little critical of that trade when they picked that player up, J.T. Miller, because they had to trade a very high draft pick uh, to get him, and sometimes that backfires on you. But I don't know, I guess trading a first-round draft pick, sometimes it'll pay off for you. 
So far, it's paying off. I mean, I, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say right now that oh, this is this was a great trade because who knows what happens from here on out. I mean, the Canucks were pretty good at the start of last year too, and they began to fade. And JT Miller in his career has started well and faded a bit. So we'll see. But if he keeps playing the way he's playing now all year long, then I, who am a big believer in you don't trade first-round draft picks when you're rebuilding, will say that Jim Benny made a rather astute trade to get this guy. Okay, speaking to Global BC Sports Director Squire Barnes about the Canucks here having a, having a good run. Did anyone see this coming, Squire, at the start of the season, that maybe that the Canucks could make the playoffs or have a good year? Um, well, they did. They thought they, I don't, listen, I don't think anybody thought they would start the way they have in October. Despite yeah. the fact, as we mentioned earlier, they did have a fairly easy schedule. They didn't have a lot of games bunched up. They had some soft touches like Detroit a couple of times, but they did play the last two champs in St. Louis and Washington. I don't think anybody in this organization or anybody around the team or even fans would ever have guessed that they would start this fast. And the thing that, is interesting about their start. In their first nine games, I don't think they allowed more than three goals per game. And they hadn't done that since 2003. And now they've added this high-powered offense to this stingy defense. And that's, I mean, you can't, it, it isn't any better than that. If you've got good goaltending, you're keeping pucks out of the net and you're filling the other net, you're going to win most games. Now, whether this continues, because the schedule is going to get tougher for the Canucks, and November is going to be rough. And if they can keep this up and win, say, 50% of their games in November, then I would say their chances of making the Stanley Cup playoffs are much, much better. Okay, that's that's exciting. I think they're playing on the road tomorrow against L.A., I think, right? Yeah, they go down to yeah. California for a few. And, and the California teams are not as tough as they used to be. So yeah. the Canucks could conceivably get some points down there, too. Okay, yeah. I mean, LA's in last place, I believe, in the division. Yeah, and they okay. and they they whacked LA around earlier in the year. Okay, what do they got to do to make the playoffs? Well, I mean, if they can keep this up, they'll make the playoffs. Here's the one other thing we haven't mentioned. This is the thing they really need to do to have a chance at making the playoffs, and that is stay healthy because yeah. this is something yeah. this team has not been able to do. And okay, Tyler Mott is hurt, and not to denigrate Tyler Mott, but you can deal with a Tyler Mott injury. If Alex Edler was to get hurt again, as he often does, or, heaven forbid, Elias Patterson or Brock Besser go down or Bo Horvat, now you have a problem. And the Canucks, in the last number of years, for whatever reason, have been bitten hard by the injury bug. But so far, that was wood I was knocking on, <laughs> so far, they have been quite healthy. The one thing I, it drove me nuts seeing this last night, I think it was early in the first period, was Elias Pettersson blocking a shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My thing yeah. is, so many guys now get hurt blocking yeah. shots. Don't if, if I'm Travis Green, Elias Pettersson, Brock Besser, JT Miller, Bo Horvat, get out of the way. Yeah. Let the goalie deal with that shot. Don't stay. I can just see a broken foot or something because yeah. you, know, you want to get brave and block a shot. I get it. Every player feels it's his duty to do that, and it's you know, part of the team game. But when you're the star player, please don't get in front of pucks. Exciting start to the season, Squire. Fun for the fans. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. You betcha. That's Global BC Sports Director Squire Barnes.